great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of talk culture where everyone has a story. I am your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. My guest this week, you've seen him as Curly and Peppermint with Jennifer Garner. You've seen him on Bloodline, Walking Dead, Graceland, Randy Gonzalez. Randy, welcome to the cave. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on with you, man? What's new? Not much, man. Just uh, got back in town from Ohio. I actually have a short film that I directed, and it got into a, a horror festival out there called Nightmares Film Festival. And so we kind of had a premiere over there, our Ohio premiere. And what's awesome, it, it ended up winning Best Short uh, Horror Comedy for oh, wow. the festival. It's like I came home with, with uh, a little trophy, exciting stuff. Oh, there you go. Uh, um, how many uh, people went and saw it? It was a good little crowd, maybe like a, around 100 people, I would say. Okay. And what uh, is that like? Uh, there, was, there was more features, I assume. Yeah, there was features, but this was a, a short film. Okay. Um, so I want the listeners to get to, a little bit, to get to know you a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from? From Miami, Florida. Uh, and uh, how was it growing up there? It was cool. It's very, for those, for the, you know, the listeners who haven't been there, or if you haven't been there yourself, it's very Latino-based. So once you get once you get to Miami, it feels like a different country almost. It feels like a lot of people call it North Cuba, and you know they're not exaggerating. Literally, most neighborhoods are very, very, very Latino. You go places that they speak Spanish, and some places even get mad if you don't speak Spanish back, which is which is funny and just so, you know, outlandish to think somewhere in America they would think like that. So it's pretty funny. But so growing up around that, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. I like this, but I, I want to explore more. Uh, and then eventually I ended up playing in a, I started playing guitar and I, I, I joined a punk band and luckily through that, I was able to travel the world. So it kind of got me out of Miami, kind of experienced different, different parts of the world, which is cool. Yeah. Did you, uh, were you, what were you into as a kid? Were you into sports or just into acting? No, I, I think acting kind of didn't come into play till like way later in my life. I was into a little bit of everything, but I dabbled in sports I ended up playing football in high school and I ran track. I wasn't very good at them, but, but, you know, I, I made the team, yeah. uh, very into cartoons. I grew up watching like a lot of comedy, you know, shows and, and cartoons. The Simpsons was kind of one of the staple things that I, I watched like from a very young age, like younger than I was, I should have probably been watching it, but my mom didn't speak very good English. So she just assumed it was a, like a, a kid appropriate show. Cause it was a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I remember so that. yeah, it was definitely like a good, like, five years old i was already watching the simpsons which is pretty funny yeah. what uh what were some of your other favorite uh tv shows and cartoons oh man definitely like rugrats doug ren and stimpy and then later in life i got into like beavis and butthead i was a big fan of that yeah yeah i mean uh wow beavis and butthead is what uh mid-90s yeah i yeah. would say mid-90s obviously at that point it wasn't on the air anymore uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, I, were, they were doing a lot of the replays, like on MTV Two, I think. 
exactly it was a lot of the replays and then later on a few years ago i think they tried like actually rebooting the whole show and i i don't know if that lasted very long yeah uh yeah do you remember the they did the super bowl specials for beavis and butthead mm-hmm. those are those are great yeah yeah so uh what, what pursued you into acting so like i mentioned before i did join a band or i kind of was one of the the you know core members of the band we we started a band I, I should be saying and we did that for a few years we kind of became somewhat successful and we started touring different countries we had two full length albums out and we we had a record label and everything and, wow. and things were going good and then I, at one point the singer of the band his name is gino he was like hey man like we should get into acting i know this one guy that lives out in LA and, and he's kind of doing extra work and, and he's getting like little roles on TV shows and, and it seems cool. And, and he kind of planted that seed in my head. I was like, Oh, that, that, that would be cool to give it a shot. It seems like something that we, we could get into. Like, um, he's covered in tattoos, Gino. So I was like, yeah, you could be like the bad guy. I could like be like your sidekick and stuff. That'd be cool. So eventually we decided to find a, a class that we could start just to see if we liked it or not. So I was like, I got on Craigslist. I was like, okay, let me find an affordable class that in case we don't like it, we didn't spend like $500 on. So I found a, a super cheap class on Craigslist. We both went and we ended up liking it. We're like, oh, wow, this is, this is actually cool. Like we kind of held our ground doing it. And then after that, we kind of just figured out how to start progressing from there. The first thing we did was like extra work on this show called Burn Notice, which was like, uh, it used to be on USA Network. Yeah. And we got to do like be extras on like it was a prison scene, and we were like, it, it was crazy because it was the first time on a set, so we we're kind of amazed by everything. We're like, oh, what does that guy do? What does that person do? Like, what does that girl do? Like, whoa, they have like jobs for everything. That's insane. And then the first thing we got to do was like a riot, so we had to we got to be a part of like a food fight in a prison, and we we're like, this is insane. Like people, you know, make a living out of this. Like, sign us up right now. <laughs> so. After that, we kind of figured out how to actually audition for, for like real roles, speaking roles. And then from then, I kind of moved forward to where you got like bigger and bigger parts. And, and it's cool because we're actually both working actors now, which is you know, very exciting. Yeah. Was Burn Notice like your first gig, you would say? Uh, yeah, like first extra gig. So yeah. not like real gig, but first like extra gig on a, on a set. It was my first time on a real set. Yeah. What was uh, your yeah. first gig for like speaking parts? Uh, it was this show called Devious Maids, which I think was on Lifetime, actually, if I'm not. Uh, either Lifetime or, or USA Network. I don't remember right now. But it was like a spinoff from Desperate Housewives. And so I had never even watched Desperate Housewives or never ended up watching more than the clip I was in for Devious Maids. But I played a gardener named like Felipe. And yeah, that was it. It was pretty straightforward. And I was like, okay, cool. My first that after doing that i was i was able to join sag which is the actors union yeah so uh, uh this year you had a movie that you were in called peppermint uh and you played uh you follows riley north for jennifer garner and you played curly uh tell us about the uh, the movie yeah it was directed by pura morel which is uh, the director behind taken the first one okay which is kind of one of like the iconic action movies of like the you it was, know it was great I would say. it was great yeah 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 uh, yeah i loved it um 
so he's he's kind of back in the action game with this one, and and this time he has like a female uh, protagonist, and Jennifer Garner plays Riley North, and it's kind of a, a revenge story. She has some loved one loved ones taken from her, and then she kind of seeks revenge on everyone that was involved, and she kind of just goes apeshit pretty much. She just she just goes at it, and and it's a very fun movie for those that haven't seen it. It's very you know visceral, has like that whole like um the Charles Bronson feel to it, which is very cool. Death Wish. Uh, and yeah, I play Curly, which is one of the, he's kind of the guy that's the hitman that's kind of behind the, the initial action that propels the, the whole storyline, which is, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, how did you prepare for the character? Other than like, once I read the script, I, I kind of have an idea of what they wanted. And then I have a lot of experience from just watching a lot of action movies. So I'm like, okay, I know what they want for like, you know, one of the villains, like henchmen, like yeah. you want a guy that's just like, you want to see this guy die instantly. So you want everybody to hate you and that. And then also physically, it wasn't very hard to transform because they covered me in tattoos, like head to toe. I had like face tattoos and like full chest tattoos and arm tattoos. So I just looked evil. I was like, okay, like I literally could just, stand here smiling and I'm still going to look like a maniac so I don't have to like work too hard and like really you know have a crazy backstory for this character it's kind of the the physical just speaks for itself do you enjoy playing playing villains yeah it's fun I think usually villains have more fun than the good guys I've always heard that and I I, I definitely am a true believer they they get they're the ones that get to do the shootout they get like the money they get the girls they they're the ones like hanging out in some top secret layer. Yeah. Now you've done uh you've done plenty of projects. Uh, you've done Bloodline, Walking Dead. What have been some of your favorites? Bloodline was definitely one of my favorites. I got to that was my first like recurring role on a show, so I got to do three different seasons of that. But that was my one of my favorites because I got to work with like some top notch actors. The cast of that show was insane. Like everybody was have has won some type of award whether it be like emmys or peabody's or or oscars sissy spacek was an oscar winner um and i got to work with all these people and like i, I held my own and i was like oh cool they keep calling me back that means i'm not sucking so yeah. it, was, it was pretty pretty inspiring it's too and bad. then other than that i was gonna say it's too bad they had to end that show because they were filming it out in the, in the keys and it was expensive yeah that's a bummer the because it was slated to go for six seasons, I believe that's kind of what the creators had in mind. But yeah, like you said, they Florida got rid of its tax incentive for for filming, so production was just like I think Netflix was the one that was like, yeah, we we can't keep giving you money. It's gonna we're gonna lose too much money. Yeah. Uh, how was your time on The Walking Dead? I mean, that must have been crazy. Yeah, that was cool. That was that was pretty on early on in my career too. Pretty early on. Uh, it was hot. It was really hot. I remember it was like in the middle of summer. It was like July, I want to say. And they had, they had us out there and it was just like sweating. And then they would add extra like sunscreen to us, like the spray on sunscreen, just to make us look sweatier. Just because if you watch the show, you notice everybody has that kind of like dirty, shiny look. And that's kind of how they do it. They just spray people constantly with like uh, spray on sunscreen. But it was cool. It, it was very like iconic. That's one of those things that after I worked on it, like, I actually started getting like my first fan mail as an actor. People from like different countries were like, "Hi, I, like I'm a fan of The Walking Dead. Could you sign this picture and like mail it back to me?" 
I was like, oh, cool. Like, people actually really, really like this show. Yeah. What was the atmosphere with uh, working with the, the cast from The Walking Dead? They were all very supportive. Everybody was just there having a good time. And, you know, some of them stay in character. Like Andrew Lincoln, he he's British, and he would just, in between takes, he was still talking, like, in a southern accent, which is very cool to see. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you still watch this show? And what do you think of the direction of the show now? I don't watch any. I don't. I don't watch it anymore. I, I maybe dropped off like a tour, like three or four seasons ago. I want to say actually, yeah. but I was a fan of it. And then it just kind of, I don't know what happened. I just kind of maybe. I actually, I do know exactly what happened. I, I didn't have cable anymore. That's kind of when I just switched over to just a straight up Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. So it was just kind of hard to keep up. Yeah. So, uh, in the acting world, who are like some of your influences? Is there anybody that you like? You model, you try to model yourself after. Nobody specifically that I that I try to model myself after, because I mean I I think that's kind of hard. Then you're just trying to force yourself to copy someone else's style. But there is people that that I'm a huge fan of. Like I love Benicio del Toro. I think he's extremely talented, and he's he's kind of broken a lot of boundaries as a Latino actor where he's. You know, he hasn't really been stereotyped. He does it all, which is yeah. amazing to see. And he's kind of has that, like, wild card feeling to him where, like, you don't really know what he's going to bring to a character. You don't know what to expect from him. Yeah. It's very cool. So what do you think has been your biggest achievement so far? I got to work on this movie called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which came out two years ago. And it was directed by Ang Lee. And Ang Lee is an Oscar-winning director. He did uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He did Life of Pi, which he won an Oscar for. And he did Brokeback Mountain, which he also won an Oscar for. And I got to do a nice little supporting role on that, which is one of the the biggest roles I've gotten to do, especially on a film. I had a good amount of dialogue, and I had, like, a monologue and everything. And it was... And at the end, he kind of, like, he hugged me, and, and he had told someone else. I didn't even hear it through him, which is, I think, even cooler. You know, he hugged me, and then later on, one of the other actors was like, oh, I was talking to Aang, and, and he thinks you're you're a very good actor. He was telling me, like, yeah, Randy's a good actor. I like him a lot. So I was like, oh, wow, that's that's awesome. Cause, and I've never been a super confident actor. Sometimes you just don't know. And I think I've talked to other actors. They're like, they do a performance. They're like, oh, I don't know how I did. Hopefully that worked. So it's awesome to hear that that a yeah. director did and liking what you did and was like especially coming from someone that's won oscars they obviously know what they're doing yeah. what do you think is the best advice you received from somebody in the acting world wow i've, I've gotten a good amount just kind of hmm that's a good question i'm, I'm trying to think really narrow it down what i've heard I've, I've gotten a lot of like business advice i think that's kind of the more important stuff because a lot of people that will try to obviously the performance is only like 50 percent. you have to often be like a good business person to be a successful actor but a lot of them will be like you know just capitalize like even you have if you have a role on a show just like you know send it to new agents be like hey or like if you don't have a manager just be like hey look i was just on the show like make sure you watch this like i had this part like um you know if i, I would love to work with you if, if you're interested yeah so it's been a lot of that. Just like, hey, yeah, be be smart business-wise. So what do you do every day to try to improve your acting skills? It's a lot of business stuff, like I said. I definitely 
I'll like send out emails for actual like skills. I I do watch a lot of TV and film, and I think that only helps. It's not. I don't think it's hurting me in any way. I do. You know, you want to study different performances. You want to see. You want to have. An, you also want to be familiar with like the playing field. You want to know what you're going out for. Like, okay, these are the type of shows I want to work on, or these are the type of things I, I I'd like to be a part of. Yeah. Are you like when you receive a like a to go try out for something, do you are you picky about it or do you just go with the flow? Sometimes I am. There's certain things that I'm I'm just like, oh I'm not I'm not taking this project or I have no interest in this character. It's it's a little bit too it, it won't do anything to move my career forward. Yeah. But also I'm not I'm not at the liberty to I'm not like a name actor where I could just be turning down things left and right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but there have been certain things where I have been like, oh no, like I'll, I'll pass on this one. Yeah. What do you think is the hardest role that you've played so far? I, I honestly think it goes back to the one on, on Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Yeah. Just because it was the biggest amount of of dialogue. It was a, he, The character was a normal guy. It was just like a, a bartender named Hector. And he kind of just just has a conversation with, with two of the leads. And kind of like they smoke weed and they kind of have like a heart-to-heart talk. It was just like a very real and like grounded moment, but it's it's intimidating being real and grounded when you're on set for like a huge movie and there's like a hun- hundreds of crew people around you and like this is also one of the first movies they tried doing this thing where they were filming the movie on like a crazy frame rate. It was like 120 frames per second, wow. and I think most movies are filmed at like 30 frames per second. I I think I think I'm right. I may be wrong, but it's. It was just a big gap. They were trying to make it some crazy, like, high-quality movie where it feels like you're inside the movie. And hmm. so the camera was huge. So I think there was added pressure to this, and I was just, like, a little bit nervous. So it definitely was one of the most challenging things. But it ended up working out. Ang was like, hey, just, you know, just ignore. Just don't pay attention to all this stuff. Don't pay attention to the camera, to, like, the whole crew. Just, you know, pay attention to your, your co-stars. Hmm. Do you have like a dream role that you kind of hope you play someday? Uh, yeah, I think I don't do a lot of comedy, so it'd be cool to do like just like the normal guy. I think I, that sounds weird. It sounds boring, but playing like the normal something like the show on like Love on Netflix or like Master of None, how like Aziz Ansari is like just like a normal guy, just kind of going through like you know late 20 early 30s just kind of like dealing with relationship stuff like i feel like there's not a lot of latinos in those type of roles just normal guy roles yeah you talk about like more like uh comedy like movies or would you say sitcoms too i think movies would be cool like the big sick that was a, a good comedy movie where it's just like a normal guy it was a uh, kumail um yep, yep. that was great but also, yeah, sitcoms would be great. I don't, I don't, I can't really see myself in. I, I mean, I don't want to limit myself, but yeah, I don't really see myself in multicam sitcoms. But just other thirty-minute sitcoms would be cool. Yeah. So, uh, so you you mentioned a couple movies and TV shows. Like, what are some of your favorite movies and TV shows that you're, you're enjoying these days? I've been watching Maniac on Netflix. I'm a I'm a fan of that. I like that. I just finished Castle Rock on Hulu, which is a, a Stephen King based yeah. TV show. That was also very good. And then Atlanta, I'm I'm a fan of that. I think that's 
Donald Glover really did a great job with this, and it's you know it, it it's won awards for its first season, and I think it's very well deserved. And then films, I mean, I just saw the new Halloween movie. I enjoyed it. I'm a fan of slasher movies and and the Halloween franchise, so that was cool. Yeah. Do you uh, when you're watching like the shows on Netflix or Hulu? Do you enjoy doing like those uh like watching those like binge watching those? No, I. I have done that, but I, I like to take my time with them. Like I'll not not too much time, not like once a week, but I'll do like two a session, maybe like three three or four a week, and then I'll I'll do another three or four the next week. Yeah. But I have been watch shorter shows. Like there was a a, a show on Netflix that it was like a British based show that came out earlier mid next uh, last year. I want to say it was called End of the Fucking World. Have, did you hear of it? No, I didn't hear of that one. Okay, uh, yeah, it was like a, a dark comedy, but it was really cool. It was just like two teens, and like one of them kind of loses it and like commits a murder, and then like it's, it's like it has a whole Bonnie and Clyde thing, but it also feels like young kids in a Tarantino movie. Just like it had that vibe and the look and the aesthetic, and I was like, well, this is really good, but all the episodes are really short. They're all like 19 or 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And it was only maybe like six or seven episodes, so I just watched that whole thing with my girlfriend in like one night. And we were like, oh, cool, we just watched the whole thing. <laughs> Did they release another season, or was it just one season? Well, they're not seasons. It was just they're, one season. They're called series in uh, in England. Okay, yeah, so it was one series, but I guess it, I read maybe a few months ago that it got picked up for season two. Oh, so wow. I was like, oh, cool. Hmm. Definitely, but we'll be watching that. Yeah. So what is a, what's a one fun fact about you that you want the listeners to know? Uh, well, I do play guitar. I guess that's a, I that's like that's a super fun fact. But I did play guitar in the band for the band I was talking about for years. Uh, another fun fact: I'm allergic to shrimp, <laughs> <laughs> so don't try to feed me shrimp. And then I also get really sweaty whenever I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you still play the guitar? Yeah, I do. I I have one at home and I have a bass, and I kind of pick it up every once in a while. I have a little home studio at home and I kind of like record stuff. Do you ever get together with the band at all to play again or no? Not to play. The last thing I did, like, actual, like, live music-wise, I filled in for a band. It was my friend's band. It was, like, a, another punk band. And they were playing South by Southwest out in Austin. Okay. And I, and I, yeah, I went out on tour with them for, like, a week, and I, I filled in on guitar. And that was about two years ago. So that's, like, the last thing I've done as far as, like, playing music live. So as an actor, where do you see yourself in, say, five years from now? Or where do you hope? Oh, man, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be doing both sides, you know, working behind the camera and also acting kind of the, I mentioned it before, but kind of what Donald Glover's doing. Yeah. I love that. Just kind of maybe create a series or have a few feature films under my belt that I've, I've directed. And then, like, if you're creating, you could it's easy. You just put yourself in the stuff you're making. So it's like... You kind of get to kill two birds with one stone there. So what's a what do you got? Some you have any new projects that are coming out that you want the listeners to know about? Yeah, I'm I'm recurring on a new series called David Makes Man, and it's re- created by uh, Terrell Alvin McCraney. He's one of the writers for Moonlight, the film that that won an Oscar, and he also won an Oscar for that for for best writing. And. It is. It will be out summer 2019 on OWN, which is Oprah's network. 
and Oprah Winfrey is a executive producer on it, and so is Michael B. Jordan. Wow. So there's definitely some some quality people involved in this project, and I and it's a recurring role, and I play a math teacher, which is very cool. It's very different for me, so so it's a, a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah. Uh, do you? What about? Uh, is there any, any other ones you could talk about, or is there some stuff you can't say? That that's it for now. That's, that's upcoming, now. and I do have. Yeah, the short film I directed called Amigos, yeah. which is kind of doing the festival run right now. Is that going to be really exciting? Is that going to be released like on a web series or something? I think it might be once we're done with the festival circuit, we might release it online okay. just for people to view. Because once you're doing the festival circuit, a lot of them don't allow you to have it streaming online. You have to wait till after. Okay. So, so we still have a few festivals to to hopefully get accepted into but it's exciting so far the ones we've we've screened that we've won awards at so i'm like oh cool we're it's actually doing well that's great very very exciting um and lastly how can the listeners find you on social media they can find me on instagram at randy underscore g or on twitter at randy g randy g all right i want to thank you for coming on this was fun hey man thanks for having me appreciate it